Welcome to another edition of the Arms Boom and Like Project, coming to you live from Amherstburg, Ontario. Hey, folks, happy Friday. It's Arms Boom and Like. This is episode eight, believe it or not. Here we are, uh, July already, and it's glad uh, Tide Seasons to have you part of the broadcast today. Uh, we got a couple of great guests that are going to be joining me in just a few moments here on the show. But as we usually do here on the program, we recap what we've been doing and who we've been talking to. And I'm really excited to announce before we bring on my musical guests this evening, some fantastic partnerships that we've been forming here in the Windsor-Essex area for not one, but two amazing groups that uh, are near and dear to my family's heart. First of all, we want to talk about some brand new swag. We've got mugs up for sale. You can show support for this show, the Arms Boom and Light Project, crafted by Divinal Designs. $20 a mug, and those are going to be benefiting the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society and the Ronald McDonald House. Mike Teves, last week's guest, funny guy. The show is up online on YouTube, and you can also listen to the podcast on Spotify, and I'm so pumped. Next week, Adriano Chodoli, my brother from another mother, is going to be on the show jamming with me. We got lots to catch up with Adriano. You might remember him from our time on Arms Eats on CTV Windsor. Adriano's been doing a lot of pivoting over the last year and a half because of the global pandemic. And uh, we're going to talk to him about that and the state of tourism here in Windsor-Essex and what he's been up to over the last year and a half or so. So I've got a couple of great folks to introduce to you tonight. Uh, it's going to be a real fun show. We want you to comment. We want you to let us know about uh, any questions you might have for my guests. And uh, our guests are musical stars in their own right here in the Windsor-Essex area and really around uh, North America and right here in Canada as well. Uh, she has vocals that are re uh, reminiscent of Billie Holiday and Nora Jones, and they certainly shine amidst the purr of her Fender electric guitar. Uh, I was always very impressed with her songwriting and musical ability, uh, getting to know her over the years through various fundraisers in Windsor-Essex. And her songs reveal a decade of experience, first gained as a young girl growing up in Atlanta, Canada. She's got 13 million listens on Spotify. She has a song placement in the ABC TV show Nashville, national reputation as an emerging artist to watch. CBC Radio says that she's earning her place among Canada's greatest pop singers and songwriters. She's one of my guests on the live stream tonight. Chrissy Cochran is going to join us in just a few moments. And he's born and raised a riverbank away from the birthplace of Motown. You guessed it, South Detroit, Windsor. Uh, he's a prolific Canadian singer-songwriter, a lifetime of immersion in classic soul and R&B music. Over a decade of experience crafting and performing intelligent, compelling songs, continues to redefine the sound of Canadian independent music, and he's one hell of a guy to work with. I had a chance to work with him closely at CBC Windsor. Joining us on the show, Mike Hargraves and Chrissy Cochran on the Arms Movement Live Report. Hey, what's going on, folks? Thanks for hey. joining us. Thanks hey. so much for having us. Oh, my gosh. What a pleasure to have you both on the show, and thank you for spending some time with us on today's program. Um, first of all, how are you guys holding up? in the midst of this global pandemic. I know I've been following a lot of the coverage on you guys, and we've got lots to talk about on that, about what musicians have been going through. But uh, Mike, let's start with you. How are things going, sir? Good. Uh, lots of projects on on the go. Uh, the la Last summer, we didn't focus on our, our garden at all. We kind of let the grass grow long and things like that. But this year, we're really like taking care of our house and getting all kinds of little projects on the go. And uh, we really can't wait for music to come back, though. That's That's what we love to do. Yeah, it's the passion for you guys too, right? And, and Chrissy, I think, you know, being, you know, new parents too, that has to throw something into the mix, right? I mean, you're, you're doing the, the parenthood thing like I think many of us are. Yes, parenting in a pandemic, it's expert level stuff for sure. <laughs> How have you guys been coping with that too? I mean, you guys have to be proud. It just looks very, very healthy and very happy. Yeah, no, our daughter is doing really well and we're really happy that she isn't, doesn't seem like she's missing anything really, like, and neither are we, like, we're with her every minute and it's, it's just amazing. I feel like we've got a really great bond because of all the time that we've spent together over the last year and a half. And that's really the blessing, I think, right, in the pandemic with this. I think a lot of folks who are able to do the work from home or have young kids, they've been really been able to, I guess, prioritize that family connection, right? Because mm -hmm. I think for as long as, as tired as we are as parents, I think it comes to a point where you have to kind of set yourself back from that and then say, these kids are not going to be this small forever. And then you're going to be fighting for them to stay home, right? They're going to want to go out. It goes by like this, just like this. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I mean, she's she just turned three and it's blown by. Like, I mean, if you want to watch time just evaporate, like watch a small child grow, like they change so much week to week. And I mean, three years when you didn't have kids, like not that much would change necessarily. But 
makes a huge difference when you have a little one in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but I certainly, I certainly don't mind spending the extra amount of time with her right now. Like uh, we kind of feel like, uh, like it's a guilty pleasure that we get to keep her all to ourselves. Yeah, we get to hog her. (laughs) (laughs) And do a lot of like, I'm sure the live thing, the live streaming with dad, right? Dad commenting here from Nova Scotia. That's got to be important, especially to have those connections through the pandemic, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We're really happy that FaceTime is a thing and that we're able to, you know, see each other's faces and not just be stuck with phone calls and it makes it a lot more real. And we've been doing a lot of uh, just like live streams of our music. And it's always nice to get to know that my family can attend all of my shows for once. So that's cool, too. Yeah, I actually caught some of those, too, that what you guys have been doing online. And uh, I got to say, like, you always wonder, like, how musicians and I, God knows I'm not musically inclined at all, right? So I have like the utmost respect for the two of you and the talent that you guys have because it, it is a God-given skill and talent that you guys have. But it's one thing, right, to perform in front of a live audience and then it's one thing to do something virtually live where you've got an audience that is not necessarily in front of you but maybe hundreds of thousands maybe watching after the fact too. Tell me about the differences in terms of performing on a live stream versus which, you know, I know that you guys are slowly getting back to is doing the stuff in person. I can take that. I feel like when you're getting to new ears online, it's always in these short little 15 second sort of bursts. You're like, you have to present yourself in the best five seconds you can uh, when you're getting to new years online. And then when you're doing like a live stream concert where it's like a longer format thing online, it seems like it's mostly going to the people that are already like in your circle and fan base. And so it's a little different. Whereas when you're playing in a live space, it's someone who's hearing you for the first time who actually gets to listen to you for an hour. And that's like really where the magic happens, where someone has that real feeling of discovery um, that like, I don't feel like you can really make happen in the catchy 15 second kind of way. Like it, it's something that naturally happens over a, a bit of a, a longer period of time for me. And that happens live at concerts. Do you miss it? Do you miss the live, right? I would imagine so. Oh, it's the reactions that you, like, it, like I, I call it blowing people's minds. We, we Like where you, <laughs> where you do a song or you play a set and someone's never heard you before and you know they just turn around and go like, wow, like what? I'm, all of a sudden I'm, I feel like I'm a part of something. And like a magic happens and you yourself, who's, you know, been slogging it out at home. You're like, oh my God, maybe there's something magical about all this stuff that I've been working on. Like maybe, maybe it's, uh, you know, has this power that I, that I can only could have only imagined. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then until you see it happen and then you're like, wow, this is really cool. And I, I I feel, go ahead. I was just going to say, Mike, like that's that X factor though, right? That's where, you know, like, like I've, I've, I've got a couple of friends, like a good friend of mine is Luke Michaud, who was our first guest on the show from um, Big Wiggle and Highland Studios here in Windsor. And Luke says it's like when you hook them in and something and you know you've got the audience sort of in the palm of your hand, right? Where there, it's like that unspoken vibe that's going. And I think, I think there's something to be said for that, right? It's like that adrenaline factor that you know that you're connecting with them on a whole new level. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Well, once you kind of see that, oh, they like they like that one. Maybe I'll slightly change the order of my songs and I'll put this one next. Or mm-hmm. you can start sharing the energy of the evening rather than kind of going completely off script. Uh, and, and when there's that interplay between the audience, it's more fun for everyone. So, uh, Chrissy, I saw that online that you were getting ready for a gig over the last little bit and you said you had those butterflies in your stomach. You still get those yeah. butterflies? Yeah. Oh, all the time. All the time. Yeah. But that's what makes me practice. If I don't get nervous, then I probably wouldn't prepare for things. I, the gig was, um, it was a taping of the Jeff Burroughs 24-hour drum marathon, which is nice. going to be airing next week, I think, actually. And yeah, that was our first time like going and playing on a stage in a club. I mean, it was a closed venue, so there wasn't really anybody listening, except they did have some doors open. So there was like the patio crowd could kind of listen in. So it was just like a taste of what it's going to be like to be back again and you've been practicing and and then sort of owning your skills over the last like year 18 months right i mean um does your daughter show 
musical inclination? Is she, is she, is she into it? Are, are we are you kind yeah. of gauging her yet at this point? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. She's just been around musical instruments all the time and not just like the toy versions, but also like there'll just be a guitar laying around and she'll just come and like play and just improvise for a while. Mike had actually set up one of our rooms as like a jam room and uh, he would go in there and noodle around on guitar and she would grab a microphone and just start like improvising songs. They were really cool. Like some of them were actually like really jazzy every now and then. It was really like, <laughs> what is happening? It was a bit like, it was better than this, but it was kind of like a monkey on a typewriter situation where yeah. like she's singing these things that don't make sense. But then all of a sudden she'll sing this magical line. And Christy and I go like, what? did you just hear what she just <laughs> sang? Like, can I like, steal that? Like, we're like, like that sample was a, it, right? Yeah. yeah. That was a great melody that she just sang like out of nowhere. So yeah. it's cool to see it evolve. So hopefully she picks up the vibe, right? She picks if up she the talent. If she yeah, likes yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It seems like she she has like a a good sense for singing and timing and she is good at like matching our pitch and stuff. And it does seem to come pretty naturally to her. So it's really cool. So we are talking with a couple of great musicians here on the show today. We've got lots of new music to talk to you, our guests about. We have Chrissy Cochran and Mike Hargrave, Soul Brother Mike, on the show with us today. You can leave a comment uh, on our feeds. We're broadcasting live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And you can check them out on their websites as well. We'll continue to promote those throughout the show today. Um, let's rewind the clock here um, back to 2017. The first time I actually got to hear you perform live was Shameless Plug at the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society's 2017 Gala at Caesars Windsor. And uh, I remember introducing you and then getting off the stage and Jim Crichton was there uh, and we both had a drink and we were like, wow, she's she's really, really good. Like That's really amazing. good. We, we, I was impressed. Like Greg Gannett from the river was there too. I think all of us huge supporters of the uh, Humane Society. And at the time, I, I, you know, I was really happy that Humane Society was able to secure a talent like yourself, but, you know, performing for something like that, and I'm sure you've done many events over the years too. Um, tell me about what goes through your mind as you're, you're getting ready to play a charity gala. Oh, I, I love playing those kinds of events because they're so glamorous. I just get really excited about getting to dress up and go play music. It feels like something out of a movie. <laughs> I just love it so much. And to know that Different. there are so many amazing people in the crowd too, like it's a good opportunity to meet people in the community and it's good for me as a musician to get to make connections. Different crowd at the gala or no? Do you, would you say it, it depends on what gala it is, what what event it is? You, yeah, you kind of I think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's always like a bit of overlap in circles in Windsor, which I think is super, super cool that you'll see people, you know, at a gala and then you'll see them at like a yoga retreat gig too. So yeah, it's cool. And then Mike, uh, I had the pleasure to work with you for a brief stint at the CBC, uh, 2017 to about 2019. Um, that was really cool. It was it was get to it was cool to know you. I knew you for the music scene, but it was cool to work with you one on one at the CBC because uh, I remember during our story meetings, you would always have some really cool ideas and and really great story ideas to kind of put out there for the for possible coverage too. Yeah, I always enjoyed working with you there. Uh, I, I'm a, uh, for people that don't know, I, I work part-time at CBC. I'm a, I, forget, I don't know what they call that, backfill. Backfill, yeah. <laughs> backfill. Fill in, so, you know. Yeah. Fill in, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, it, but it's always fun uh, going in there. Uh, I've actually been there a lot more this year, but uh, it's always fun dropping in there for a couple weeks and seeing what everyone does in there and being a fly on the wall. And it's nice that they, they'll listen to me when I... <laughs> When I speak, <laughs> when you pitch, right? When you when you bring stuff to the the show. Yeah. My only regret, uh, you know, working alongside you is not actually working directly with you. I know that uh, certainly from a television perspective, I know you were doing a lot of stuff with radio at the time, but uh, it was always good when we could cross paths, especially around sounds of the season too. So, um, you know, it, it's cool to have you guys on the show because I know, I mean, we've got so much great music to talk about here, so much cool things to talk about over the next little bit. Um, let's talk about, Mike, you've got some really cool stuff happening in the next week, week and a half. You're going to be dropping some serious music, right? You've got a brand new album, Headspace. Tell me about the concept of this. So uh, I think that uh, I feel like a quote that summarizes it well is a, a Nietzsche quote of uh, that in idleness, psychology begins. Uh, 
And I think we all felt that like in, in all of our idleness sitting around during the pandemic, we've like had to go through extra psych psychological problems or we're forced to confront things with ourselves. So I felt like we were all stuck in this headspace. Uh, and so a lot of the songs have to do with that. Um, just, you know, dealing with, uh, I don't know, different different problems that we've been dealing with over the past year and a half. So I'm excited to put it out, but at the same time, I'm, I'm also excited to move on from it. <laughs> uh, be, because as much as it's an upbeat album and you're going to get a good feeling listening to it, uh, you know, it, it, it does have that un underneath it, a bed of those, those, those problems that we're all facing right now. When you say problems, do you find uh, that these are problems that people are going to relate to? You're, you're hoping through the music, like things that we've collectively experienced through the last 18 months? I hope so. The The first track on the album is called If We Can Be Friends. And it's all about st stop being so sectarian uh, and dividing each other up into little camps and groups. And let's just be friends. You know, I don't don't tell me what side of an aisle you're on. I don't, it doesn't matter. You, and actually, I feel like we've connected that way over uh, at CBC as well, um, that I always viewed you as a very independent-minded person. And even me stepping in there as a backfill, you kind of knew that I had an independent life outside of CBC. Uh, and there was that sort of uh, shared understanding. And I, I feel like that's something that I try to carry with all my relationships in life is, just understanding that every different person is their own person and not to be so quick to judge. Uh, I think overall as a person, I am like a, a judging type of person, but I work really hard to try to be more perceptive and to take my time before I make a call and and get to know someone before I, before I label them. Well, God bless you for saying that, Mike. I mean, uh, I, I mean, it's a different world, right? I, I've said this on the show. I mean, launching this show, this has been something that I've been wanting to do since I left you folks at the CBC in 2019. And I finally decided uh, this year, I said to my wife, Carrie, to hell with it. I'm going to do it. And uh, I, I, I'm not going to pretend. I mean, we're very positive on the show, but I'm not going to pretend that the world is not in a very dark place right now. I mean, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Mike. I mean, it's it's less, I, I just want people to feel that, yes, there are terrible things that are happening, but you know, how we start to heal and move forward is understanding from both sides of the fence, right? Like you have to, in my opinion, reach over with that olive branch and realize that people walk in different shoes and, you know, how can we make this work collectively as, as a generation for, for your daughter and certainly for my son, when we're, the three of us are long gone from this, wherever's, whatever's on the next side. And our kids are our age doing what they need to do to clean up this world. It's like, I think there needs to be a lot less judging, right? So I, 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 I love the fact that you're, you're, you're touching base on that. Do you dive further into more issues and, and different things that you've seen over the last year, year and a half that have that sort of so social context with it? Well, like one of the, the uh, tunes is called Get My Heart Back to You. That's the second track. And uh, I think you can maybe relate to this. It's and uh, Chrissy will too. <laughs> it's about being stuck inside with your kids and dealing with all that, but still trying to have a relationship with, the, you know, with with your partner, which is really hard to do when you're like parenting twenty four seven. So the song that song is just about making time for each other, um, which, you know, I. I I don't know what the divorce rate is at right now. It's crazy. It it's was just higher as a result of the pandemic. Yeah, people haven't spent this much time together in their relationships, so it creates pressure. So it's you know, a bit of a wake up call for I think a lot of folks, right? Yeah, we're very blessed that we're still we're happy together. Yeah. Uh, but but we see it out there that people are are going through these tough times. So that's a, mm -hmm. that's sort of another problem. So get my heart back to you is about kind of rekindling that and just taking some time to make sure that that's still something strong in your life and you guys are doing that right you're you're making sure that you're making time for each other <laughs> yeah. despite being parents and musicians right yeah we try to yeah you have to right you you've mm -hmm. got to I, I i say to my wife all the time i'm like you know like today she was out uh she got her nails done and all that stuff and i was at home working from home and we just put liam into daycare so he's enjoying it he's getting exposed to kids having fun with his classmates but it's like you do you I do me and then we come together and we're able to, you know, for us a date night now is like, if we're lucky to get out 
we go sit on a social distance patio somewhere or we'll watch Loki on Disney plus or something like nice. that. Like that, that's our big date night. But I, I think it's important, right? You've got to make sure mm-hmm. that you make time for each other, especially if you're in a relationship to work. What else are you uh, dropping on the album? Um, geez, I, I'm going to play uh, later uh, one song from the album uh, called Whenever Love's Around. Uh, and I think it might be my favorite song on the album. Um, I'm not really marking it as the third single yet, but in my mind it is. And uh, it's sort of just making the observation that whenever love is around, we notice something, right? We notice the good pop out. We notice things are more comfortable. Our heart rates are more relaxed. So it's kind of just saying, instead of focusing so much on like love and songs as we typically do, it's kind of saying, you know, what's obvious when that is happening. (laughs) It's just like a really beautiful love song that I feel like has a broad perspective. It kind of makes you think about like your love in the context of all time and space. And I don't know, there's something like meditative and really relaxing about it. There's a lot of like quantum physics. Yeah, (laughs) there's actually the lyrics touch on. Yeah. (laughs) I was getting really into quantum physics. And I think there's like a, an old philosopher from a long time ago that basically said there's two forces in the world, uh, love and strife. Love is what brings things together and strife is what breaks things apart. Um, and so you kind of see all throughout the universe, things coming together and coming apart and just kind of saying that it's with it being so vast and so big that, you know, no, no dream is too big or too small and, you know, anything can happen in such a, a vastness. <laughs> You're talking about this music and I'm just like zoning out. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be so good. Like it just, it's, I love the passion behind it. It's, it's, it, you can tell it comes from a place of like the inside, right? Like, like whatever you're drawing from is coming from inside and, and you're going to perform that. Is that the one that we're, we're going to do today, Mike? Yeah, that's the one I'm, I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. We've got a couple of people in the live stream commenting, including Debbie saying, I'd love to hear these guys sing. So yeah, um, do do I don't know. Do you want to kick it off? And then we'll, we'll get to Chrissy over the next little bit. Do you want to mic sure, jam yeah. for us? Just yeah, take, get right. No need to introduce. Here, yeah. We just, we just did it. And yeah, I got the guitar right here. Woo-hoo. I can just drop it in. Okay. Chrissy just has to, to back. I have to move an animal. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you guys the full screen here. So the folks at home can enjoy this. Okay. So here we go. Okay. All right, here we go. This is called whenever loves around. Living your life all in one moment of time It's all that there is, yes, it's all that you'll find So you don't need to think that you're living too fast or too slow A message in a bottle may for every soul Washing up each day upon a different shore So you don't need to think that you're living too fast or too slow We live in a moment I don't doubt you see it exactly like it is. What is scarce and what abounds whenever love's around. And it all derived from just a moment of light, expanded to become an inconceivable size. So there's no such thing as a dream too big or too small. And it's just a pocket, some cosmologists say There could be so many more, just so much further away So there's no such thing as a dream too big or too small We live in a moment And I don't doubt you see It exactly like it is What is scarce and what abounds Whenever love's around yeah 
thought you'll see it exactly like it is what is scarce and what abounds whenever love's around and i don't doubt you see it exactly like it is what is scarce and what abounds whenever love's around yeah i love it when your love's around I love it when your love's around Woo, baby Baby Woo. <laughs> Yeah, I love it when your love's around My God Somebody get me a towel That was good Like, oh my God <laughs> A towel A towel, I'm sweating It was good Thank really you. Good. Thank you. Yeah, I love that one. Oh my god. Thank you. It's so pretty. So good. Like I got like goosebumps. <laughs> goosebumps as we go. You guys are so good together. Like Aww. please tell me like this is like going to be like more of a collab, right? Like I know you guys have your own things going on, but like you guys are going to continue to to do stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, whenever we get a chance. I feel like if we're in the same room, like I don't think we originally were going to play on each or sing on each other's tunes tonight, but I was like we're both in the room. Like why yeah. not? Like it's easy, Just you know. It. Like I sang on the recording of it and we do have a duet together on his record too. So Yep. Yeah, we're so, always singing together when we can. I was going to say yeah, she is on the album and then yeah, we do have a duet as the last track, so. That's amazing. Yeah. Are you you got to be pumped for the ninth, right? So this all drops on the ninth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. Like, um, I, I put out the album. I've tried something new. Arms, tell me what you think about this. Okay, well. <laughs> I, I, okay. I put out the album early uh, on my website, yes. and had people. If people wanted to buy it, they could get it from me. I think as of like March twelfth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like but, on the first single. But now out. it's getting to streaming services where it's like sort of everywhere and I'll, I'll make my point zero zero one cent to a listener or whatever. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to game the system a little bit and see <laughs> if, if putting it out early on my website would, uh, you know, would help build incentive to, to, for purchasing it, you know, and it went well, I, I had a, a lot of people pick it up, but yeah, as a result, I've been sitting on it. I feel like, <laughs> Yeah. All year You're long. Kind of building yeah. anticipation, right? Hopefully there's that word of mouth, right? Because then, it, it, again, it goes to that fan base where you've got your 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 loyal fans and then they listen to it and they're like, oh, man, so Brother Mike dropped this and this is awesome and you got to hear this. And then it kind of hopefully permeates. And That's my hope. I, 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 had a, I had a few supporters, but I'd love to see more artists do something like that to uh, get yeah. back at that system. Yeah, I feel like we need to find ways to, like, re-incentivize paying for recordings again because, you know everyone's just used to paying 10 bucks a month for unlimited music. And I feel like it's kind of created a culture overall of not valuing music as much as it ought to be. And it makes being a musician a precarious living. So anytime we can find a possible solution that'll motivate people to actually pay for music, I think that's a really clever thing to do where, you know, you can get it early. You can, you can get it right away kind of thing. If you get it from the artist, or if you want to hear it on a streaming platform, maybe you may have to wait a little bit longer to get the access. Yeah, they're slow over there at Google. Right. <laughs> Pretend that it's them. Shake their fist. Damn you, Google. Dang you all. Um, they're so slow. They're so slow in this digital We've age. We've got it over here. We've got it here first. Oh, gosh. That's right. Well, I mean, I, okay, well, let's talk about that before we get into Chrissy's latest project, right? And we, we talk a little bit more about, you know, the concept of music in, in this digital age. Do you find, an honest question, do you find it, it is an oversaturation of selection for folks nowadays? Like, you know, you say the $10 a month for Spotify or, or whatever. Like I pay, mm -hmm. I do $7.99 for Amazon Music, right? Because I've got mm -hmm. smart speakers all over my house. And, cool. you know, when I'm out on the back deck, I'm like, you know, Alexa, play yada, yada, yada. And, you know, I can listen on my back patio. But when it comes to rediscovering music, do you, it's almost like I can't decide what to listen to. You know what I mean? Because I've got so yeah. much options for me. Your thoughts on that? Is that is it too much, or is, is selection not a not an issue? You can answer that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, like I I mostly am listening to music on Spotify these days, so I do find it can be challenging to 
find new music if I'm not like actively looking for it because you know I'll just pick like a playlist that's just like soul classics or something or or jazz cafe brunch or something. But um, if I'm trying to actually make a playlist, like I tried to make a playlist for myself for, of like high energy music for working out to, and I actually discovered a lot of really cool stuff that way. So, I mean, there are a lot of really great, um, like the algorithm, it really helps you find stuff that you'll like once it kind of builds its profile on you. But like as an independent artist, it's like so hard to, get any advantage from the algorithm. So I feel like when I was making, when I was doing numbers on Spotify several years ago, I feel like it wasn't as saturated then. Like, I feel like what happened with me getting a song in a popular playlist just like doesn't seem to happen now, or maybe it's just incredibly rare that it ever happens. So it's kind of become like a weird side business. Like people will try, people will approach independent artists and say like, if you pay money, I'll put you in my playlist for like a couple of weeks or something. Like it's all, it's all like paid for. It's really weird. It's, it's a weird shady, game. Right? Yeah. Like you got some guys like, oh, I got a playlist. Just pay me some money and you can, it's weird. Yeah. Or they'll like, they'll say like, oh, you can pay me and I'll pitch it to a bunch of playlists. And then how do you actually know that they're doing that? Or like, it's, there's a lot of really shady little businesses that have popped up of people trying to take advantage of artists who are trying to get heard. I, if I can step in on it, I, I yeah, feel like my, my perspective is that I really hope that like conscious consumerism comes up and that like people start to shop local with their music. And globalism is kind of cool that we can get anything in the world for the lowest price, <laughs> but it's like, it's not, it's not a great way to be per se. Uh, and so what we try to do with like uh, our label soul city music co-op too, is aggregate some of that talent that we have locally too. So that hopefully as maybe that trend picks up that people start paying attention to saying, what should I listen to? You should start with stuff in your neighborhood start with people on the local scene to see who you like here. Cause uh, you never know, maybe you're the biggest fan in the world of someone who lives <laughs> up the street from you, yeah. <laughs> who will play at your club and who you can go see and talk to. And you who know, will come sing in your backyard at a birthday party, like <laughs> who knows? Yeah, all kinds of things, right? And, and just like knowing that when you pay the, to go see that local sound person, you're also helping out that local bartender and that person working the door and the guy working the soundboard. And and the more that people do, uh, music's one of those things that you can buy locally. Not everything you can get locally. I have to buy things online all the time that it's, it's the only way I can get that particular thing that I need. But uh, music, we're so blessed. We have all this music locally that you can uh, you can consume. And so many different genres. And because it's such a multicultural city, I feel like there's a lot of world music here too. Like there, I, I always wished that there was like a database that could aggregate all of Windsor's music. So you could just look stuff up and discover music that way. Because I just feel like there are so many little pockets of different styles of music. There's something for everyone. It's interesting you should say that too, Chrissy, because I've <clears throat> I've had this conversation with a lot of my fo uh, friends in the real estate industry, specifically about Windsor being very much uh, growing and very different than it used to be. She's like, I'm born and raised here, right? I grew up downtown Windsor, uh, moved out to South Walkerville, Revington Park area. Um, we're in Amherstburg now, my wife and my son and I. And I mean, Windsor has changed so much in the last five to 10 years. Um, and, and, and firmly, I believe for yeah. the good. Um, but it's it's a different Windsor, right? And it's nice to see that we have, I guess, a different um, perspective of not only culture, but again, that music. And, you know, through the co-op, is, is that an opportunity for, for, for you guys to, to look at, you know, what's really resonating with audiences uh, locally and, and try to rediscover some of those musicians or, I guess, discover musicians who uh, might otherwise be flying under the radar? The co-op is sort of an, an experiment where we, we all just say, when we have an idea about something, let's just sort of share it with each other. And so the information that we all kind of struggle hard to research and find out is uh, gathered together and we, we save time instead of everyone all researching the same things. Someone can kind of present, oh, I found a really great resource on this. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's saved us all a lot of time. It's we found each other opportunities through it. Uh, we have a sort of like gig cancellation. We're sort of like a mini union in yeah. a way. 
where I, I, I first described ourselves as like a solidarity union, uh, which is uh, like workplace action kind of attitude of like, hey, we're all, you know, here, <laughs> we should probably use our collective voices for something, even if it's just to collect them for the sake of seeing what happens. But it is like a small group because there's only so much that we can really manage on our own. I wish that there was something in Windsor that's kind of like a secret dream of mine. It's not so secret if I say it here, but I always thought it'd be cool if there was like a Windsor music office someday that could connect everybody, you know? And I feel like Soul City isn't quite that because we're a not-for-profit and so we're just like a bunch of friends basically who are helping each other out and kind of creating a, a brand that helps us cross promote and kind of hoping that that model gets picked up by other little pockets in the music community or in other kinds of arts communities but yeah I, I have this dream of one day there being something big for Windsor that connects all the music here. I want to get to more of Windsor in the future through your lens, both of your lenses here in the next little bit. We have Christy Cochran and uh, Mike Hargrave, Soul Brother Mike, on the show with us today. You can comment in the live stream if you're watching the rebroadcast. Uh, all of the information to find out more about these two talented performers in the show notes for the podcast. You can also download this podcast on Spotify as well. Um, let's talk about another dream of yours, right? An animated music video. Christy, this is this is kind of cool. Tell me about this. Yeah, so I don't know how I came to have this dream of wanting an animated music video, but I thought it was something I would never be able to achieve because animation is so expensive and it takes a really long time. And as an independent musician without much of a budget, I just thought that wasn't going to happen. But uh, there was a, an upcoming local grant deadline and I thought maybe I should just try and see if I can put everything together. So I kind of put out some feelers and Delaney Baudouin was recommended to me. She's an animation student who is from Windsor. And I actually had met her dad once before when I was playing a gig at Walkerville Brewery where he was working. So it's kind of a cool small world Windsor moment. And I reached out to her and she loved uh, the concept that I had. And so we've gone ahead and we're in the middle of production now. She started back at the beginning of May and it's actually the co-op credit for her animation degree. So uh, it's it's just, it's turning out so cool. And I'm, I'm so excited because you can do things in animation that you can't do in live action. And I feel like our concept is really whimsical and fun and I can't wait to see it come to life. So this will be ready to go, what, September, you were thinking? Yeah, we are hoping for September 21st as the date that the video will premiere. Um, and yeah, right now we're just in the crowdfunding stage throughout the summer. So um, we had a, a goal of $3,000, which we reached in the first 10 days, which was crazy. That's never happened before. <laughs> so That's awesome. I, I thought in a pandemic, people weren't going to want to fund something like this. But no, everyone's been super supportive and awesome. And I think it helps that our perks are really cool too. Um, it's like prints of art from from the video, like beautiful backgrounds and stuff that she has created. And uh, the the video has like a sewing theme to it. So one of the items that we are, uh, that we're giving away as a perk is a handkerchief that's being um, screen printed locally and I'm finishing the edges of it because I love sewing myself, so yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. So September, this is going to be debuting. Um, I mean, she's got to be pumped for this too, right? You said she's a student. So she's probably like, this is a pretty cool project to be involved in. I, I, I hope so. I think so. I think she seems really excited about it. Um, I know that there's lots of different things that you can do for a co-op placement, but this uh, she's making this project as her first full-length animated project. So yeah, I, I think she's really excited about it too. So you've got the choice of doing this animation-wise, right? And then you've done stuff before like you said live action um what's next like are you, like do you plan on doing more of these or like this is a foot in the water to see and see how it goes or i don't know i mean it really does depend on funding because it takes so long like um actually mike and i made a couple of music videos ourselves last year and i think they turned out really great and i loved doing them and it's great to know that we can do that in-house uh, and really quickly too, like Mike would film like two, three half days and then one day of editing and it's done. Like that, you can't beat that. Like an animated video takes like at least all summer, if not multiple seasons to do. So I feel like it's a really rare thing to get to make one of these. So I, I don't know that I will um, bank on doing too many more in the future, but if it happens, it happens and that's awesome. I feel like I got to jump in and say the 
one thing that I really hope we can do more with the, I don't want to push her too hard with the animation, <laughs> but have you seen those, uh, what are they called? They're like, it's like a photo, but oh, it's moving just a little bit. A visualizer. It's a like visualizer. a new kind of music video that's just like, you know, a loop basically. And you can do it with like, you know, clips of video footage, or you can get like someone to animate just a loop of something cool, like a. I've seen it with uh, Lo-Fi Girl. <laughs> I don't know if you've a ever YouTube seen channel. that. It's a YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm writing and that down, Lo-Fi. And it just like plays like smooth hip hop. Just it's cool background kind of elevator music <laughs> kind for of for studying, nice. for studying and stuff. But it always just has one animated scene that's very short, like very little like things 10, happen. 15 seconds, and but it just it's loops. really relaxing, like a curtain moves and a cat jumps down and like a bird flies by. Like it's just really simple and relaxing. I would love to do some animatics. Yeah. That'd be really cool. And they take less time. <laughs> and, and with these YouTube channels, what they, they keep this on, right? It's sort of like background music is that they're doing right? Is studying? Yeah, it's like or a, just... yeah. And I think it's actually, sometimes they are like a broadcast, kind of like a live stream sort of thing sometimes. But, or yeah, you could just like, you know, on demand, grab a video and it just plays for hours and hours. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome yeah. stuff. And now you got an upcoming single too, um, right? This is, uh, yeah. this is, uh, talk a little bit more about, uh, this is uh, coming up, what, soon, right? Upcoming well, single, why September? Yeah, so that's the yeah. song and the video. So I'm really excited about this song because um, Mike normally has been doing all of my production, but this time we actually also roped in our label mate, Dane Roberts. So he has added some of the instrumentation on the tune and it's really cool to kind of have his touch on it because he's he's a really brilliant uh, producer and arranger in his own right. So it's really cool to get to collaborate with him on this song and yeah. So what are you gonna play for us tonight? I'm going to play that song. I'm going to play Why. Oh, okay. I'm down. Okay, so I will let you guys take it away. And uh, okay. I'm going to yank off the stream. Okay. We're going to shimmy around here. Yeah, I'm going to tuck into the corner. Okay. And I'm going to move this maybe just a hair this away. All right. Okay. So this is my song Why. Why do you have to come at the wrong time in the starlight? There were tears in my eyes, summer on the mountain, my heart in the ground. You and the shovel and the dirt raining down, cover the bruises with your lips on mine. One moment in the shadow before you leave me behind I don't wanna be your friend I wanna be your everything tear down your walls answer my calls why can't this be the beginning Something special, something special, something. Don't need a reminder, I'm not your type. You and the May Queen, me and my sewing machine. But did you ever tell her who you used to be? You would never need to explain yourself to me So I'll keep waiting, though I say I won't Boy, I know my fate and it's not being alone I don't wanna be your friend I wanna be your everything Tear down your walls, answer my calls. Why can't this be the beginning of something special? Something special, something.
your everything. Tear down your walls, answer my calls. Why can't this be the beginning of something special? Something special. Something. Why can't this be something special? Something special. Something. Why? 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 So, so beautiful. Thank you, you guys so were much. so good. Oh, um, thanks. I'm glad that you was liked so, it. No, it was like awesome. Are you kidding me? Um, like you guys have such a good riff together. I mean, it helps that you're together. <laughs> I think, I think it, 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 no, really, honestly, like you have such a good, I don't know what it is. It's a, again, the X factor too. You guys are just in the moment. Like all the comments we're getting in the feed here are just beautiful song. You guys are fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to see the video. The animated video is going to be awesome. Oh, I have to tell you, I always forget until I'm actually playing the song. Like it's going to make yeah. people cry. It's it makes me Never. cry. Like sometimes when I'm playing the song, I kind of see the video in my head and it makes me choke up. Like right now we have just an animatic to watch, which is basically the storyboards set to music with just a little bit of animation. And even that makes me cry. Like there's this one beautiful moment in towards the end and then a very sad one right after. So it's like if the beautiful moment doesn't make you weep from its beautifulness, like the sad one is the one that will get you. So <laughs> it's very emotional and powerful. The song is all about missed connections and unrequited romance and you know trying to make it work but things always getting in the way of a romance and i feel like at the end when you when you hear the why the different um parts coming together singing over top it's just like it, it's like an emotional landscape i feel like anytime someone is saying the word why over and over and over like you just know that something like awful has happened so it kind of yeah it kind of taps into this this really interesting emotion that is really cool to see with the video. It's an emotional journey. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I, I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be epic. So thank you so much to the both of you for um, it's one thing to come on a live stream like this. And it's funny when I book guests on the show, ever since I started doing this a month ago, they're like, it's live. I said, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like I'm not canning anything. I refuse. I refuse to can. I mean, I'm not a, I like to do it in the moment and, you know, see to your pants, let's go. But I think it's another level when you're able to perform and perform in a uh, situation where it is live, but you guys just sounded so good. Like, I, I really mean. I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think you guys both are absolutely incredible too. So, you know, shameless plug, I, like I said, I, I knew how good Mike was. I knew how good, you know, Chrissy, you are too, but, uh, I, I can't tell you on behalf of the Windsor Essex County Humane Society how grateful we are to the both of you, certainly for joining us for what has been a really tough year um, for the society. Like I've come on board since April of this year, and I've actually worked with the Humane Society for quite some time uh, in my previous life at CTV. And uh, I know Melanie and the team, and you know, I, like any other nonprofit in the area, we've you know they've had to continue to pivot. And you know, in 2020, they had their gala set to go for I think a night or the week after um, everything shut down uh, and they had to cancel it. And the gala is one of our, our largest fundraising uh, events. And, you know, as we move forward in the next couple of years, we're going to have to try to pivot things. So, I, you know, we came on board and I'm like, okay, like, like we've got to do something. So we decided to do this doggy bag delivery, which is essentially a, a I call it a fancy meal that gets delivered to your doorstep. And that's coming up on July 22nd. And uh, it's a way for us to re-engage with our volunteers. A lot of our volunteers we haven't seen since March of uh, 2020. Um, so volunteers will be joining myself and a number of the, um, the event staff. And we'll be going out delivering these meals. And then we're going to be asking folks to enjoy these meals from Metzl Ristorante. You get a three-course meal with three bottles of wine from Peely Island Winery um, and some really great gear in the doggy bag. And then we're asking people to tune in at 745-ish. 
to our live stream that'll happen on the Humane Society's Facebook. And you can tune in even if you didn't buy a meal, learn a little bit more about what we're gearing up towards. And uh, we're going to have some live music from Miss Chrissy Co Cochran. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And thanks for doing that too. Like I told, um, I told our board of directors and, and, our executive director that you were coming on board and everyone is just ecstatic because they remember the fantastic Yay. performance you did in 2017. And I mean, thank you for, you know, donating your talent and, and time to help us out. My pleasure. Absolutely. And you guys are, you guys are fur folks too, right? Like yes. you've got, uh, you've got a, a, a feline friend. Yes. I brought my two cats from Nova Scotia when I moved here 10 years ago. So we've got two aging cats who are very, uh, very big personalities, let's say. So you get but we it. love them. You, yes, you guys get it. The whole pet, uh, the, the the pet and animal welfare and second chances. So we appreciate it. So, mm -hmm. um, so you'll be playing a song, and and uh, you will also be hearing from our executive director and some of our uh, some of our folks who have adopted animals through the uh, Windsor Essex County Humane Society. So that's on uh, July twenty awesome. second for those who are messaging us on the feed asking where can we see the live performance. So you've got some fans now, I think, from this too, wanting to Yay! see the live show too. So that's exciting. Awesome. Um, from a from a Windsor lens, um, you know, you were talking about you know doing live gigs and getting back into the community a bit, and finding a little bit more of that connection when you are out in the community and and doing these you know uh, live performances. I go back to I would say you know early two thousands when there was a lot of live venues in the city. Um, there was a fair amount. I think of like the Chubby Pickle as sort of that hard rock place uh, where people used to be able to perform and. What's your take on the status of the Windsor music scene in terms of those live venues? I know we're in the pandemic and I know that, you know, things are hopefully getting back to normal. Would you like to see more live music? You know, where are your favorite live music locations uh, to play here in the area? Um, there aren't that many. Uh, it has become less over the years. Um, Fog Lounge deserves uh, a ton of recognition for just continuing to fight on and, uh, really represent our community in a positive and, and vibrant way. So I give uh, Tom Lucier and Fog Lounge a ton of credit. Uh, beyond that, there aren't a whole lot of uh, strictly venues. There are a few restaurants that would typically have entertainment um, or bars that would maybe do that, but very few that really promote them as themselves as a venue first. Um, so it'd be really great to see that. I mean, I've always dreamed of opening a venue that'd be so cool but uh i don't have the time right now arms too many dreams <laughs> i'd love to too many dreams right now but i tell you what but there needs what? to be more true story actually a long time ago before i ever decided to get into radio and tv this was like back in 2001 i actually wanted to open up my own bar and Let's do it, arms. I, you I, and me <laughs> mike, mike you say the word i carry right now my wife is watching she's like i'm gonna hear what uh, but my dad no seriously i told my dad i'm like dad i kind of want to open up a bar and he's like, that's not happening. Like, you're not doing it. <laughs> he's like, go to school for something. So I went to school for radio and here we are back 2021 later. But I always, I always liked the concept of live music, right? Like I go back to, and I'm a sucker for Windsor history. You know, when I was at the CBC, I would always used to troll in the um, CBC archives for the old footage stuff. And we used to, uh, even way back when it used to be CKLW TV um, at the, uh, the broadcast location that CBC's at now, but it always used to amaze me just the stories I would hear about um, the caliber of music that would come through not only CBC's location where they're at now, but uh, the different venues that were in Windsor that used to house local music. Like you could go out for, and this is something I don't, I don't know if there's a market and correct me if I'm wrong, but you could go out for like a dinner, get dressed up real nice and then go see uh, folks like yourself. Uh, and that's an evening, right? And then you'd have dinner and dancing. I'm just surprised. I don't want to sound like I'm old man arms here, but I'm surprised there isn't more of those options in a more contemporary space. Maybe there will be in 2021 and beyond. I don't know. Do you think there would be a market for something like that? I, I personally think it will come back. I think that the wave of uh, connecting over technology is, you know, it's never going to go away. And But I feel like all this time spent over tech makes us want to reconnect in person with people after the pandemic's over. Yeah, I feel like people are really going to appreciate um, being able to do the things we used to do, you know? I hope so. 
I mean, I, I mean, it's like you guys said, it's a double-edged sword. Like I can take meetings, like I can get up for work a half an hour before I'm supposed to start and make a coffee, have breakfast with my son and hop on meetings and then log off and go upstairs and have dinner. But then, you know, it can hop on at eight o'clock at night and start working away. But there's something to be said about that personal connection too. And I mean, mm-hmm. I would love to see just, you know, more music festivals happen in the area. Like there used to be quite a few. Even if you go back the last 10 years, like there was like Beaver Fest down at the riverfront. Uh, I know Burroughs and I say Burroughs because I know him, but Jeff is a solid dude. We're actually going to have knock on wood Jeff on the show pretty soon. Awesome. Um, cats out of the bag. Yeah, I'm really pumped because like I kind of nerd out about Jeff Burroughs because like Burroughs to me when I was growing up, Tea Party was like it. When I was like the long Eddie Vedder hair at Holy Names High School and the flannel 90s, like Tea Party was it, man. And to have Jeff kind of lead the charge locally with some of that music that's coming out is pretty amazing. But I mean, would you like to see more um, of the type of, you know, music festivals come to the city of Windsor something that's a little bit more locally grown? Absolutely. I feel like there are so many festivals, but not too many that incorporate local music. Sometimes they'll draw in really great acts from, you know, Toronto or from the States or, and it's really amazing to have the opportunity to see really world-class talent, but it's really great too, to have the local artists. I, I always feel like it'd be amazing to see a music festival in Willisted Park or something, you know, something that's really local centric. What about yeah, you, Mike? I, I hope that the co-op in time can host our own festival. I think that's actually reasonable. Unlike the bar idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Damn it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> We yeah. got to come up with the bar name at least first, you and I. Oh, uh, you would leave leave it to me. I'll think of something. I'm telling you. I'm thinking s- suds and studs. <laughs> what happens at this we're bar? Gonna be, suds and studs. We're going to have to be very clear on what exactly what kind of bar that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what kind it is, right? Okay, we'll have to talk more after the show about that one. Absolutely. But, uh, Absolutely. We'll put a we'll put a pin in it. But okay. uh, so, but Soul City Music Co-op can could host a music festival, which I think would be really great. We have like mm-hmm. all the artists together. It would just be teaming up with you know maybe some food vendors, maybe someone like Windsor Eats. It could be as simple as a partnership like that, and uh, and a really cool music festival could be born. So, good things around the corner. We just have to to dream them up and then make them happen. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Soul City Brews. There's a comment from the feed. <laughs> Soul City Soul Brews. City Brews. That's good. Listen, I've got Adriano on uh, next week, and this is going to be sort of like um, that's going to be an amalgamation of you know a bromance and other things that are going to happen. Because Adriano is actually we we became actually great friends, um, and I know he's had to do a lot of pivoting uh, for the tourism sector over the last eighteen months. But I will I, I'm going to throw it at him because I love to throw like crazy ideas at him, and then. <laughs> And see how it goes. Because I love the Willisted idea. Because I know Windsor Eats did do the beer fest. Yeah. Um, at when at Willisted. I remember I had I was lucky enough one year to actually tap the keg live. I think that was probably one of my favorite highlights at CTV is we were able to tap it live. And it was a party afterwards, I'll tell you that. When the newscast was done, that was a party. <laughs> but awesome. um, it was great to have that like local music there. But what a backdrop, right? And then you could even tap mm-hmm. into uh, the Walkerville area. I know that they're again, you know, struggling like a lot of folks are right now, but I mean, there's so many great eateries that you could pair up with there as well. So, and great musicians too, right. In the Walkerville area. Mm -hmm. Lots of great Um, shop, local, everything. Yeah. You know, it's, it's bringing it together and letting people go nuts and have a good time. (laughs) So a couple minutes left to go here on the show. Um, and I appreciate you guys spending the Friday night with me because I know you're you know, you've got the peanut at home and, you know, this was, you know, an ask. Anytime I ask parent, uh, new parents come on like, <laughs> or if toddlers, like, can you come on for an hour? Really an hour? Do you know what an hour is worth to me? <laughs> but uh, I, I appreciate it. And I'm certainly our viewers and hopefully folks who are watching the rebroadcast after the fact appreciate your time too. But I mean, how do you feel about the future generally? Um, 2021 and beyond um, here in Windsor, how do you feel about, you know, where we're going? And, and that can be from a very wide lens. Um, as a society and certainly from maybe even a local lens. How do you feel? We'll start with Mike. How do you feel? Um, I'm pretty like, uh, uh, I don't talk about politics. I'm not an activist uh, by by any stretch, but I, I do follow it really closely. And there's a lot of like great statistics and polls and things that give me hope that we are moving towards uh, a more helpful society, more collective-minded society around the world. Uh, 
of course, there's always going to be people that are trying to like cut everyone down to get ahead, but uh, they're getting easier to spot, I find. And uh, and I think that there's uh, there's a lot of hope. I have a lot of hope. I love that. What about yeah. you, Chrissy? I don't know. I feel like I don't think about the future a whole, whole lot. I feel like I'm so like ingrained in the day-to-day -day things of motherhood that... I've mostly just been thinking about like, what craft can I come up with to entertain Adela tomorrow? <laughs> You're a but, good mom. That's a good but, mom right there. I love crafts. So it's like I had a kid just to do crafts with somebody. <laughs> but I'm really excited about getting to see my family soon. Um, I haven't seen my parents in like 18 months. So I, I'm just, I'm just thinking about that kind of stuff in the future. Like, I just can't wait to see my friends and hug people and get to spend a lot of time with my family. And like, I haven't been out East since before I was pregnant. So I really want to go back there and bring Adela and show her where I grew up and my family cottage and just awesome. enjoy motherhood with a growing toddler and maybe have another one before too long. Oh, God bless you guys. Well, I mean, honestly, um, so how about this? I don't like to put people on the spot, but let's circle back with you guys like September-ish after he drops and, you know, is that cool? Yeah, that would be great. We would love that. This was so much fun. Like, I just feel like this is a fun hangout. <laughs> That's all this show is. People are like, I said to my wife, like, what are you going to do for a show for now? I'm like, just hang out. People yeah, want to see people hang great. out. You just hang out. <laughs> Shoot the breeze. What's going on? You know, exactly. Simple as that. Uh, Mike, I just wanted to say to you, keep up the great work you guys are doing at CBC. Um, I've always had a, a, a passion for, you know, the coverage and the stories that you guys do. Um, some of my biggest growing experiences were at the CBC. And, uh, you know, one of my biggest regrets, again, is to talk about, uh, you know, how I didn't really have a chance to work with somebody of your talent. So uh, I, you know, maybe one day in the future, my friend, I mean, we're doing this now, but I wouldn't call this hard-hitting journalism by any means. I just call it like a couple people hanging out. So I appreciate it, Mike. No, I, I appreciate this. This this to me is it. Getting to getting to hang with you like this and do an awesome podcast. Uh, uh, you know, it's super enjoyable on my end. So thank you. Well, God bless you guys both. Give my best to the little one and uh, keep up doing what you're doing because I think you guys are both incredibly talented and so do the people watching and following along here on tonight's feed. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And all the best with your uh, future guests and the yeah. podcast. Keep it rocking. Yeah. I'm trying. I, I promised my wife. I'm like, she's like, okay, one a week. And now like in the next couple of weeks, I'm, I'm doing two. She doesn't know that yet, but um, <laughs> it's it's good. And it's really good because I it's, it's reconnecting with folks like you guys that I haven't had a chance to spend some time with and on some time and even reaffirm, reaffirming those friendships. So, um, and it's just like anything I've ever done in my career previously in broadcast is just trying to spread some good news. I mean, that's my whole thing. I built my my bread and butter on it for 20 years. It's, you know, putting the good before some of the news because God knows we need it in 2021 yeah. and beyond. So <laughs> yes. Anyways, God bless you guys both. Okay. Stay safe and thanks for your time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Appreciate it very much. Mike Hargraves and Chrissy Cochran, who are just fantastic individuals. All of their information uh, you can find in the show notes. And I hope you enjoyed that show because they are just so talented what they do. Um, you know, Chrissy is going to be performing live for us for our Windsor Essex County Humane Society, big doggy bag delivery gala in a box. So you don't even have to get dressed up. We were joking around. It's nice to get dressed up. You don't have to get dressed up. Wear your sweatpants, wear a t-shirt. It's all good. You can order your meal. It's a meal for two gourmet meal for two, three course meal, three bottles of wine, and you get limited edition humane society wine glasses. These are really nice. And they all get delivered right to your door. So that's happening on Thursday, July 22nd. You can order those meals right now at mezzo.ourlocaleats.com. And I tell you what, if you order it today on the show, I will deliver it to your house personally. Uh, we are raising funds and awareness for the animals at the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society. The live stream broadcast happens at about 7.45 that evening. Chrissy Cochran will be performing live for us. And uh, you'll also hear some really interesting and heartwarming stories about why we need your support at the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society. Because I'm telling you, 2022 is going to be a big year for us. I cannot wait to let out of the bag what we've got going on for the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society. And it's going to take the whole community to make this happen. So uh, hopefully you can join us for that. And hopefully you can join us next week too. We got a fantastic guest, Mr. Adriano Chodley from Windsor Eats. My brother from another mother, as I say, is going to be joining us on the program. We got lots to catch up on. He's a great guy, passionate about Windsor Essex County. 
and he'll be joining us right after eight o'clock here on the Arm to Win Like Project. And another plug, we've got some swag for the show, these highly collectible mugs uh, brought to you by Divinal Designs, our merch partner. And the proceeds from this are going to go to the Ronald McDonald House here in Windsor-Essex at Windsor Regional Hospital and the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society. So they are fancy mugs, really good mugs, and they go to support families and pets here in the Windsor area. So that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks for watching. And don't forget, you can get all the past episodes on our YouTube page, or you can search the Arms Boom and Leg Project on Spotify. Uh, take care, and we'll see you next week. Yeah.